Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief Uh, Today, we have with us a very special guest. I'm always grateful when we have a dentist on the program. Uh, Dr. McGuire, say hello. Hello, everyone. Great to be here with you. It's wonderful for you to come on here. I'm always thrilled when we have someone who's uh, been in those shoes, who's been a dentist, um, that's coming on the program to share and help um, our audience um, as they try to build their businesses and become as successful as as they want to be. Let's start by, you know, going and telling us, how did you become a dentist? What got you into dentistry? Patrick, I knew at age 12 that I wanted to be a dentist, and it all started with my orthodontist who sort of took me under his wing and really did a beautiful job with my teeth. He was the kind of guy that when you were with him, you felt better about yourself than when you were alone. And he just did such a great job on my mouth that I said, you know what? I want to do this for other people. And that's how it all started, age 12. It never went away. My biggest uh, challenge was figuring out how to pay for it all, as it is for probably a lot of young dentists. Grew up in a a mill town. My father was a mill worker. And so there wasn't a whole lot of money. But things worked out. And here I am, retired after a couple of years and helping other dentists out with with their dental practices. So I have to imagine, you know, you you, you, just, you decided at the age of 12, you wanted to become a dentist. Um, you clearly had an amazing uh, experience as a youth, had a mentor, and then you became a dentist and everything was just easy after that, correct? Oh, piece of cake. Yeah, piece of cake. So, I, you know, you somehow got into co- coaching and consulting and helping other dental practices. Kind of how did that, how did that formulate? How did you become a, go from practicing um, to helping others practice? At an early age, Patrick, I became interested in communication. And the reason I did was because I stunk at it when I was younger. In fact, as an associate dentist. So after I graduated from Georgetown, I was in the Navy for three years. Well, you don't learn much communication when you're in the Navy. It's sit down, open up. I worked at Paris Island, which was a Marine Corps boot camp. So I learned learned a lot of good technical skills, but communication-wise, I I didn't learn much. And it wasn't until I became an associate and the senior dentist pulled me aside and said, hey, man, you need some help. And that started back in the 80s. And so first place he sent me was the Dale Carnegie course. And then I went on and studied at the Pankey Institute. And I really learned the importance of communication. So I saw how when I became a better communicator, how my whole life, my practice, my family life changed. And so after I retired, I said to myself, I want to help other dentists in this area because I think it's a missing link to the practice of dentistry. It it is. And, you know, there's so many challenges and, you know, all business owners face challenges. It doesn't matter what type of business you're in. Um, But what are some of the challenges? What are some of the the hurdles that your dentists are talking to you about that you're seeing out there that you're you're helping uh, your clients with? I think one of the biggest things is issues with staff, staffing. trying trying to keep staff, keep their team members happy. And again, that all stems stems back to the whole communication piece. 
What are you doing to encourage your team members? Do you have a mission? Are you clear about who you are and what you're about? I find that that's a big issue, that dentists are often trying to be everything to everybody, and their whole idea of who they are and what they're about is fuzzy. And so that creates confusion at the team level. And so keeping teams are for me is a, is a big issue. And then I think looking at overhead, trying to keep overhead under control. That's another big issue. And then of course, the whole PPO issue and the challenges of COVID that are coming up. I would say those are the big ones that I see dentists dealing with right now. So, you know, let's jump into the PPO subject a little bit. That's, you know, I've had a few guests as of recently, um, anywhere from, you know, consultants to a technology company um, talking about this. And, you know, I'm I'm talking about it a lot because dentists are talking about it. You know, there's a couple of groups that I'm online. online. Um, people who listen to the show see me there and what have you participating in. There's a lot of outrage going on with PPOs right now and what they're looking at, making cuts and what's going on there. So let, let's talk about that problem and, and tell me what's the solution to that problem. What, what's your solution? I can tell you from personal experience how I survived it or didn't get into it. And it was all based upon the deep relationships I had with my patients. I know that sounds like a simple answer, but that was it. So back in 2014, a major insurance company was changing their plans from being your traditional plan to a PPO plan. And at that point, I drew the line in the sand and said, I really can't go there. Because quality, first of all, was very, very important to me. And the second thing was, is I had been in a rat race practice before. And where I was, was where I wanted to be, being able to give patients individualized care, being able to have the time to talk with them. And that takes the time that you spend. There's a fee that goes along with it. Well, I knew that if I had to slash my fees, I was going to have to slash my time and perhaps my quality, and I wasn't willing to go there. But here was the key. I had quality relationships with my practice. So when they made the decision to choose me, over the insurance company, I did have some that left, but they didn't know what they didn't know. And they came back to me because they had experienced that caring, that you're not just a number, but you yeah. are you are a person. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was it. So when someone is leaving, I do see this. This is a problem I see often, and there's a simple solution to it. I think... When people say they're leaving a practice, and it, oftentimes it's for financial reasons, sometimes it's because they move. Um, it, it doesn't really matter the reason. I don't think that's a good time for that to end that relationship with that that patient. I think it's just now it's time to call them a potential patient, right? Because they could come back. If they moved, they could move back. That happens often. People leave home and they come back, right? They transfer back to the same company they were with before. Um, if they leave because of uh, financial reasons, those financial reasons may change again. Um, so how, how do you have that conversation? How does your team handle that? And a patient calls and says, hey, I want my records. I'm leaving. My insurance changed. I don't have the money. I'm moving. How would you recommend a, a dentist and a team handle that, that situation? Well, first of all, I think you do it with love and care, and you let them know that you're sorry that they 
that they have to leave, you offer to help them out any way you can on your side, whether it's through in-house financing or other options. And if they still choose to, to leave because of financial reasons, well, then you absolutely let them know that in the future, if they do choose, that they will always be welcomed back no matter what. You let them know how much you care for them and wish them well and offer that invitation to always come back. Because sometimes that's a factor. They're embarrassed and they and they don't want to. Oh, how could I go back? I left them. Well, you let them know. It's kind of like the prodigal son. Come on back. You are welcome back any at any time. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think it is kind of a common situation where, you know, team member receives the call, hey, I want my records. And it's like, oh, great, one more thing that I have to do. And that that's projected onto the patient. And then they're going, well, these people are being jerks to me. I've spent X amount of dollars here. Or, you know, I don't even want to leave. I'm forced to leave. And they're not being nice to me. They're never coming back. Um, how many times is that, you know, opportunity uh, slip by people? So what are some other things that, you know, can be done uh, as far as this PPO uh, mountain that many need to climb? Well, I, th- I think first and foremost is decide how you want, as a dentist and your team, decide how you want to practice. And if you decide that it's a numbers game, then perhaps being part of a PPO is is where you want to be. But if you choose the high-quality, high-touch, patient-based type of practice, then you work You work from that aspect. Some people say, well, fees, you know, you, fees, you got to keep them low. And I say there's a, there's a market for every type of dental practice out there. You choose how you want to practice. Look at Yeti, for example. The Yeti Cooler Company. Yeah, their their business they're going bangbusters. Well, you can choose to buy something at another store, but Yeti is still going strong. It's a, I appreciate you giving uh, props to a Colorado company um, right down the road from us. So it is amazing to see what they've done and how they've kind of created a market and highest quality, highest price point. And people are lining up to pay $500 for a cooler. Um, you know, people are, will pay $500 for a cooler that'll keep their beer or soda cold for seven days when, you know, it only it's only going to last a day. Um, but yeah, it's a terrific example. And I think you make a good point that you know, so many people, I think, try to fit, you know, they want their business to fit what fits for other people. And there's a lot of different ways to run a business and there's a lot of different ways to practice. Uh, and you, you definitely have to pick the right one for you. And I think that's um, wonderful advice. I want to um, encourage our audience to check out your website um, before we go here. It's uh, the fulfillment.coach. Um, awesome information on there. Tons of great content um, our users would definitely appreciate. And I noticed, too, you have a free 30-minute phone consult. Um, is that something that you're still offering? I do, yes. Yeah. 
I'd encourage our audience uh, to take advantage of that. 30 minutes of your time is, is very valuable. Um, I want to thank you for coming on, but I want, um, with your experience and wisdom, I want to give you the last couple of minutes. And what else would you like to share? What else, uh, what value do you think um, you can provide our audience that will really help their day? Just be terrific. If I could give my dental colleagues one advice, that would be to first know yourself. Not only seek financial success in your practice and not only seek excellence in the care that you do, but seek quality in your relationships. And I have this formula, I call it the modified panky cross that says, know yourself, build your team, know your patient, know your work, and then put it all together. So if I were to leave them with anything, it would be that formula. It is a key to not only financial success, but I think it is the key, the key to the kingdom to happiness, joy, and fulfillment in dentistry. Terrific advice. Uh, I really appreciate it, Dr. McGuire. Uh, fulfillment, thefulfillment.coach. Um, please check it out. And Dr. McGuire, again, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.